thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Here we are, episode 52. Hello, hello. I'm so glad that you're here. Seriously, podcast listener, it's so cool that you tune in. And without you, I would just be talking into a very big microphone in front of my laptop. And um, you do actually think, as a podcaster, you think that um, that's all that happens, that you're just talking into microphone um, and recording it on your computer and maybe your mum might, might listen to it but I love love getting your comments back from the show it's usually when I'm at events and people say to me I recognize that voice <laughs> it's quite a distinctive voice isn't it let's face it um, but yeah thanks for actually listening it means the world if you want to help me reach more people you can go an extra step and leave me a five-star rating on iTunes um, and even write a review if you feel so inclined. And that'll just mean that my little podcast will reach more people and not be just such a little small fish in a big pond of podcasts (laughs) because let's face it, everyone's got a podcast these days. So on the show today, I've got my lovely friend, Karen Martell, of who I am a massive fan. Now, it's massive credit to Elle Russ from the Primal Blueprint podcast and the um, author of The Paleothyroid Solution, which is an amazing book. You should get it. Um, but Elle connected Karen and I, and I've had Karen on the show before where we talked about weight loss resistance. So if you're doing all the things but not getting results, then scroll back down uh, available episodes and listen to that one because it's really amazing. Um, And basically the essence of that one is that it's not your fault. You're not a a greedy pig or a lazy cow, um, but there can be other things at play such as infection, hormones. Um, You might even not be eating enough, which is crazy, isn't it? When we've tried to restrict our calories for so long to actually realize that actually um, a chronic caloric deficit screws us up. (laughs) It's not what we want to do. Humans by um, their default and their nature are used to a feast and famine kind um, kind of existence because that's how it's been the millennia until industrialization when we've had loads of food because we've grown it ourselves. Maybe not in the best way possible, um, but hopefully that's changing. So in today's episode, we are talking all things keto. Look, let's face it, keto has well overtaken paleo. Paleo used to be the biggest searched Google diet, in inverted commas, and by diet, of course. I mean the noun, not the verb. It's not a diet. We're not dieting. It's just a way of eating. Um, And keto has overtaken that like by a mile. Um, So keto is working for some people. And we all know of that person who's done keto, dropped like a bazillion pounds or kilos, feels amazing. And so we thought we'll give that a crack. but no success. Why not? Like, why does it work for one person and not the other? Well, that's what we're going to um, dive into today. So in all of this, we're going to talk about keto. Like, what actually is it? Like, you know, everyone's got their own version of keto. Um, So we're going to talk about the different kinds of keto that there are. We're going to talk about fasting. We're going to talk about um, how this way of eating can positively or negatively impact your adrenals and thyroid. We're going to talk about insulin resistance, like what's that and what can we do 
to help it and how sometimes keto can make this worse, which is a bit scary. We're going to talk about cortisol levels. We're going to talk about dirty keto and clean keto, which is hugely, it was a bit of an aha. I actually heard Karen talk about dirty keto on her podcast. Um, and I was like, oh yeah. So tune in to find out what is dirty keto and what's clean keto. Um, we're going to talk about all the things we can do to actually nail our wellness in terms of what we want to achieve. I also asked Karen about keto sweeteners. Are they okay? Shall we be eating those? Uh, and does keto work for everyone? Is it okay to have keto treats? And what can we do if we've got liver problems, maybe our liver's a little bit sluggish, or if we've got food addictions or sugar addictions? So this really is unpacking a lot of the topics that come up um, in my health coaching and in the forums that I talk in. So I know that this episode is going to be really valuable and you're going to love it. And look, Karen is just so much freaking fun. And I love fun when it comes to wellness because there's so much seriousness around health and getting it, doing it right. And I think sometimes we can um, not get the most benefits that we need or that we're seeking from our health because we're trying and pushing too freaking hard. And I know because I've learned the hard way that um, you don't have to make everything yourself from scratch to be perfect, you know. And in fact, you can, you know, actually, actually, I'm going to share this with you. <laughs> this is one of my health coaching tools that I normally only share with my paying clients, but it just feels right to share it now. But delete, delegate, and automate are the three things that I think have been the most significant tools for me in terms of wellness. Like, so it's not necessarily where you bought your meat from or where you got your veggies from. Obviously, that's important. We're like assuming that that section's already nailed. But if you want to take things next level and who doesn't, because we're just going next level, next level, next level till we're a thousand, right? And we're smashing through all the blocks that we that appear at the next level. It really is just like one of those video games your kids play, right? <laughs> it's true. So delete, delegate, automate. So what can you delete from your life? What can you delegate and what can you automate? So I've delegated quite a lot of food prep to outside sources. So for example, um, I was making my own sauerkraut. It tasted like rotten vegetables and exploded once in my wardrobe and all of my clothes um, smell of beetroot. So it wasn't really very successful and quite stressful and a waste of good food. So I now outsource my sauerkraut and fermented vegetables to Mandy, my good friend, who has an amazing fermented vegetable business called Spoonful of Goodness. Check her out on Facebook. And um, for my WA sisters, there's a lot of stockists in Perth. Hurrah. So it's not just down in Albany and Denmark. And the same with Primal Alternative. So we've got, oh, great segue, H. We make your grain-free life easier, right? With our pre-made breads, pizzas, cookies, jellies, and quirky cooking pastries. And we also have a packet mix range now. So if like me, you find that paleo baking is really expensive because you've got to buy like coconut flour and almond meal and tapioca flour and eggs and coconut oil and all these really high price um, products, and then you want to use like half a cup <laughs> of them. Well, now you can get the exact amount of ingredients in the packet from Primal Alternative. Chuck it in your Thermomix or your high-speed blender, add your wet ingredients and have the whole home baking experience with less stress, less waste, less overwhelm, but you can still smell the amazing smell of the bread cooking. Fruit toast in particular is amazing when it's cooking. And we've also just brought out for the season of Easter, is it a season, a celebration, a festival? Well, you know, it's Easter. 
We've brought out a hot cross bun packet mix. So um, you'll get about, I think it's about uh, 10 hot cross buns, perfect size to just like slather them with butter when they come out of the oven and share some with your family if you can. So check those out because that's a brand new product that we've, we've just brought out this year. Now, if you didn't hear, Primal Alternative has expanded. We are now international with Rashonda Young, who is my first American Primalista. Can you even believe it? Like, I have to pinch myself. And I nearly started crying when I looked on our stockist tab and there's like Australia and America, like United States. And there's a little dot, a little pin right in the middle of America in Iowa, where Rashonda is. And Rashonda is an amazing human being. She's a franchisor, so she's already got industry experience. And she's a primal health coach like me. And we have got such exciting plans for America. In fact, I've just come off a podcast interview with Elle Russ from the Primal Blueprint. She just was interviewing me for the podcast. And just getting really excited about, Elle was so excited to hear that Primal Alternative are going into America. So if you're in the US and you've been following me for a while and you just think I'm just locked down in Australia, well, the doors are open, so come and check it out. And also my Australian sisters, we have still got work to do in Australia. I need many, many more Primalistas, especially in the northern parts of WA. I need some people in Northern Territory. I have nobody in Northern Territory. And I really am looking for more Primalistas in South Australia, Tasmania, Queensland, and far North Queensland. Um, so if any of the, if you're in those areas, you're like, ooh, I'm in those areas, come and check it out. Go to primalalternative.com. And what you can do is either um, check out a demo. So I do fortnightly demos uh, where I'll, it's basically like, an, I'm going to start calling them info sessions, right? Because I keep going, it's a demo. It's basically like an information session all about, you know, the brand, my story, um, the products we've got, how much the franchise is. I'll even give you a cooking demo and some real life examples of what Primalistas can earn so that you can get an idea of whether you think it's a viable option for you. And if you do, then the next step is to apply for a Primalista interview. And that'll lead you to an application form where I ask you a few basic questions like, do you love to bake and create? Do you have a passion for clean living? Um, and all those sorts of questions. And then I'll let you know within 48 hours if your interview has been success, if your application has been successful. And then use my 10 years of recruiting experience to have a meeting with you. When I say it's an interview, it's not that formal, to be honest, as you can probably tell. I like a bit of a giggle and fun and I appreciate you'll be ringing from home or from work on the sly and you might have your kids there, there might be dogs barking, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but what we will be doing, it's like a, um, it won't be like a sales call, I'll not be telling you all the fluffy, exciting parts of being a primalista because you'll have looked at that, right, in the demo and on the page. But what you'll be doing is, um, what we'll be doing is really assessing the business viability for you. And we'll be doing that based on the potential stockists that you've got in mind. And with Primalistas, there's no territory in terms of just, you know, geographically. Um, there is territory on stockists and markets. So as a new Primalista coming in, you'll need to be able to think of at least three new stockists that we can um, get Primal Alternative into. And then we'll also be looking at the time you've got available and how much time you want to spend on your business. Most people do this as a part-time business. Um, and then we'll also look at um, how much money you want to make to make it feel like a worthwhile contribution to your household income and like a good return on your investment as far as you're concerned. So check it out. I am um, recruiting new Primalistas for term one until March the 29th, and then I'll be closing the doors on all recruits until term two, so nothing until May. So if you're thinking about it, I do encourage you to apply for an interview. 
Um, there's obviously no obligations. If the interview goes well, I will offer you a franchise and it's up to you if you choose to accept or not. What else is going on in my world? Well, we are still building our amazing dream home. Uh, the sheets are going on the roof today, which is pretty exciting. So we're nearly close to lock up, which is a big step and a big stage, isn't it? Um, and I've been just, yeah, in the interviews I've been doing, there's been trucks backing up and drills, nailing off sheets and nail guns and tradies talking. And that's cool because that's really what's happening around me now, you know, and when I reclaimed my health, I really got this sense of what else is possible. And so I looked into all of the different areas of my life, right from home, finances, health, the relationships, social life, all aspects, and really just um, set some intentions around what I wanted for my life in those areas. And that shit works. Like seriously, it's happening around me right now. So I'm really excited to now then think, shit, now what else is possible? And to really expand my, um, I guess my limitation, expand my, I don't know what, expand, (laughs) answers on a postcard, expand my belief of what else is possible in this little life of mine, which is so exciting. So in um, so in Wellness Sisters, we have finished Thrive by the time you're listening to this. And it's been a really awesome round of 60 Wellness Sisters in there, thriving away together. And what we've done this time that's a little bit different to what I've done on any other Thrives is we have been examining any areas of resistance that we've got. So if you're like, some days good on the food, then other days not, we're just examining why. And we're really looking at the internal stories that we're telling ourselves and the internal programming because um, often we are running on autopilot subconscious um, that's running the show. And maybe those beliefs don't, you know, maybe that program doesn't, Uh, align with what your goals are for your life, for your wellness. So what we're doing is just examining what's there. And collectively, we've done a group EFT clearing session to clear through some of the typical limiting beliefs that we have around what we're capable of when it comes to our wellness. Because once you're nailing wellness and you're feeling rested connected, you've been for a swim on the beach and the food that you're eating is making you feel alive. That's the um, the kind of launch pad for you being able to, to get everything that you want from your life. So it's a really exciting work. It's never too late to join Wellness Sisters because each month we... Um, we do a new project. We're onto something new. Um, so now's a really good time to join. And you can get into Wellness Sisters for just $49 a month. So it's less than, no, math's not very good. Uh, yeah, it's less than $50 a month, let's just say that. <laughs> and it's a subscription membership um, where I really do uh, think it's okay to ebb and flow in terms of motivation for wellness. And you'll go through periods where you're just really smashing through. And then you'll go through periods where you just pull back a little bit. And that's normal. If we think about night and day, the waves on the ocean, that's just how we are. We can't just be push, push, pushing all the time. Um, so that's the only way to work with me at the moment for health coaching is in my subscription membership, Wellness Sisters. You can find out all about that at primalalternative.com. I'm also an affiliate for Karen Martell's On Track program. So if you're more of a, um, whereas my my work's a little bit more um, examining uh, behaviors, examining beliefs, as well as some practical um, eat plants and animals, move your body this way, get this much sleep. There's, there is a practical side of things, but I don't offer any menu plans or uh, shopping lists, nothing like that. So if that's what you're looking for, check out Karen Martell's program on track because she releases brand new meal plans every single week. Uh, So if that's really the direction that you're looking for, check out that program. All right, let's get into our episode today with the gorgeous Karen. Hello, Karen. So cool to have you back on the show. 
Thank you for having me for show number two, Helen. I love it. I had to get you back, Karen, because the first show was so awesome. And I'm really a big fan of your on track um, program as well. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about that today as well. But this show is going to be all about keto and weight loss and hormonal issues and fasting. So let's dive straight in with, give us, could you start with giving us a real good, thorough um, description of what keto actually is? Yes. So keto is basically when we are, when we have the absence of glucose, which is sugar in the body so that the body is forced to go somewhere else for energy. And the only other source it gets to have is something called ketones. And you can't get to those ketones without the absence of glucose in the bloodstream. So it's like our secondary energy source. And we have it so that we survived as a human species way back when as hunter-gatherers so that when we went through the winters and the famines that we wouldn't starve to death and die. We needed to be able to go to another place for energy to live off of if there was no food around. So your, our bodies are super smart and we created these the, the means to burn ketones, which is basically fat off your body. Now you can get ketones from exogenous sources as well but in this case we're talking about how do we get into the state of ketosis so that we can burn the fat off our body which is awesome right who doesn't want that Mm. so the the big fad right now of course is it's the actually the number one google diet i know i have no proof if that's true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but apparently it is. I believe it because it is like everywhere you turn, it seems like ketosis is it. I mean, I heard about ketosis 10 years ago. My naturopath was like, why don't you try ketosis, a ketogenic diet? And I'm like, what? And that's what led me into paleo. So getting into the state of ketosis, you basically starve the body of carbohydrates. So it's a very low carb diet. Um, and it's higher fat, so that we're getting about 70 to 80% of our calories from fat. Now, good fat. So this is where kind of people go wrong with it, I think, is people are like diving into like, oh, I'm just going to eat cheese and, and burger patties and, you know, smother it with butter and hopefully get into ketosis. And unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. It does, but that's what they kind of call the dirty keto. And it's and it may help for a little while, but clearly that's not the healthiest version of keto. So you're going to get, you're looking at 70 to 80% of calories from fat, um, a moderate amount from your protein, and, a, and then even a smaller amount from the carbs, right? And your carbs are going to be from sources of vegetables, right? Low-carb vegetables, um, no starch vegetables, like so. There's no potatoes, sweet potatoes, no tubers. Um, there's going to be uh, little carrot beets, although I I'm always kind of one for saying yes to those ones, even on keto. But you just you want to keep your carb count under 50 total grams of carbs a day, and with that, your body should be able to then access eventually access ketones from your own fat stores and start burning your own fat stores for energy so there it is so there Simplified it is as as possible yeah no thank you for clearing that up because there's a real like um i think it's just a little bit of confusion out there it's almost like you know when you've met somebody and they've already told you what their name is and then you meet them several times later and it's too rude to say well actually what's your name i think we're, we're, we're there a bit with keto at the moment you know it's like oh everybody's talking about it but uh, it's really nice to get um, a really clear description of what it is. And especially I like the way that you described it with the, you know, what sort of percentage we're looking at in terms of um, the fat that we're going to be eating, which is really helpful. But what I want to go a little bit deeper into now is dirty keto. So, you know, when you do think of keto, you know, you think of butter, you think of bacon, you think of burger patties with extra slather of butter on top. So tell me the difference is, tell me a little bit about dirty keto and I guess there must be a clean Mm -hmm. keto as well, is there? Let's talk about that. Yes, there is. So uh, when people first start, I, I I will say that 
you know, if you're coming from a standard American diet and you need to lose the weight and it just needs to get done as fast as possible, maybe you're insulin resistant, you've got food addiction, you're in a bad state, going first to dirty keto, I really think is okay. And that's maybe not great to say as a nutritionist, but in my eyes, it's like, do whatever you can to bring down those glucose stores. And if it means you have to go dirty keto for a little while and, and reset your, your system as far as the carbs and the glucose that you're throwing in and at all times, then that's, that's, a, that's an entry point for you then. And that's okay. Now, for other people who, you know, maybe you, you're not coming from a, a horrible diet that's, you know, full of processed and refined sugars and, and you're, you're relatively, you know, you're just, you know what I mean? So if you're coming from that and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing this. Keto is not eating as much fat as you want. Uh, Fat is very calorically dense and calories do matter. Uh, So when you're eating, you know, slabs of butter on everything and bacon and conventional meat that's full of hormones and antibiotics and inflammatory fats, loading up on that is not going to be good for your body very long term. It's, it's, it's going to be good in the sense that you're going to reduce your insulin and you're going to reduce those, that glucose load that you've been putting in for so long. But it's, it's not, you're not going to get the nutrients that your body needs. So it's not a great way to go if you, if you don't have to go that way. So that's the dirtier, that's the dirty keto. And like I said, for some, this can work, but when you start a ketogenic diet, it's better to look at it as you're going to use fat to satiate. And actually, most people, when you say 70% of your calories comes from fat, that actually goes over a lot of people's head because they're like, well, what does that even look like, right? And then they got to pull out their key, the calculator, the macro counting calculator and start you know, freaking out about, well, where's my percentages and where's my numbers? And it doesn't have to be that complicated. What, what you're looking at is you're eating certain foods and the, things like animal protein, good fats like coconut oil, olive oil, uh, grass-fed butter, avocado, all of these things are, are really good for you. And they're also very hard to overeat. So people don't need to necessarily start freaking out about the calculator and the macro counting. You just need to stay within the guidelines of a clean keto. And you're going to find that you will, in most cases, people will naturally create a caloric deficit with their diet. And they don't need to you know, be eating tons of bacon and all this other stuff that they think, oh, I'll get to eat all of this stuff. They don't, you don't need to be doing that when you're just eating, when you're eating those clean foods, you don't overeat them. Same with dairy, that a lot of people will go super heavy dairy when they start keto uh, and eat all the cheese they want and they're pouring whipping cream and on everything. (laughs) And it's like, no calories, those will add up so fast if you're not careful. So clean keto is more, you're looking at eating the clean protein, you're going to have a serving of fat, and you're going to have a serving of vegetables. A little bit of full fat dairy, if you can tolerate it, awesome. You put a little hard cheese on stuff, you know, but you're not going super dairy heavy. And so you want that nice balanced meal. And when you're eating that way, A, it satiates you. You're getting the micronutrients from all the greens that you're eating. You know, you're getting that little bit of dairy for some that that, that makes them even more satiated, just happy because <laughs> it's dairy. <laughs> and, th- and naturally then your body doesn't overeat those foods. So you don't have to think, is this 70% fat? It's more like if you find you're hungry after your meal, then your first go-to next meal is to add some fat into that meal because that's where your caloric intake needs to be coming mostly from. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. No, you've described that really well, actually. Um, So I'd like to know what your take is on keto treats because there's really been an Mm -hmm. explosion of recipes hitting the internet that are 
basically your standard Australian diet, junk food, but like keto fried, you know, so we're seeing things like, yeah. you know, like cheesecake. A, the cheesecake and donuts and burgers and, you know, all of this kind of food that, you know, like is, is that, is yeah. that keto as well? If we're eating a lot of, um, you know, like xylitol, erythritol, stevia, mm-hmm. monk fruit, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think that mm-hmm. um, it's quite easy to, to have that, you know, like a couple or three nice clean keto meals a day where you're eating, you know, plants and animals and um, mostly plants-based and, and you feel good. But then there's this real desire to have some cheesecake or a donut. Yeah. And <laughs> what, what's, the, what's, that like, what's that looking like for us like on a long-term basis? Can we do that? Is that something we can mm-hmm. get away with? So that here's my stance on that is so even if it's with erythritol or stevia, it's still, it doesn't raise the blood sugar, but it does trigger your brain to want more of it. So you, it's very easy to overeat those foods and then to then there's up your caloric intake. Right. Mm. At the same time, Helen, I, we're, we're all human and we're, (laughs) Most of your listeners are probably women, like they are mine. And we go through times of the month where, look out, I need some freaking ice cream. I need some (laughs) sugar. I need something because our serotonin starts to take a freaking plummet. And we need something to help raise it, which is carbs. And it's something sweet. We want the chocolate. We want the ice cream. We want something sugary. And I think that in order for us to stay on a keto diet or a paleo diet, that we need to be realistic about it. And we need to think, okay, if I'm going to have to have something here or I'm going to rip your face off kind of thing. (laughs) And then in those cases, it's like, then I think those are great. And that's when they should be utilized, right? Mm. Um, they should, then, then that's when you make yourself some keto cheesecake, or maybe you have to go to a birthday party or some sort of function. Um, I remember bringing, when I was doing keto, I would bring berries to barbecues and I'd have a bowl of berries with whipping cream, like pour it on it. And and to me, that was a treat. And it was Mm. like, everybody else was having ice cream or whatever it was. And for me, that was enough that I thought I felt like I was having a treat or I would eat really dark chocolate or stevia sweetened chocolate chips. And that always, you know, squashed that, that craving for me. Now, if you're somebody though, that has a sugar addiction and it's one of the reasons you've gone keto and when you go eat that delicious keto cheesecake that you eat the entire cheesecake or way too much of it, then it's a sign that that's, that isn't in your, it's not, you can't control that. It's like telling the alcoholic it can have um, an alcoholic drink that just has half the amount of alcohol in it and he should be okay. Or, or you, do you know what I mean? Like it's, mm, that's a really, yeah, like you just can't do that. And so it's good to know yourself and know where your boundaries are. And if that's a runaway train for you, even if it's sweetened with stevia, then and it's trig- lighten up all those feel good, like, oh, give me more centers in your brain. There's no control over how much you're eating. Then you need to know that that's not for you. And, and maybe on occasion like Christmas and Thanksgiving. And in the meantime, maybe find something that's not going to do that. So maybe it's just super dark chocolate or something that's, it, that's hard to overeat, you know, that you're just like, okay, actually that's enough. Like the berries and whipping cream. So it's not as much of a trigger. Mm, yeah, that, that's really, really, uh, really well described. You know, the, the alcoholic just had, yeah, have this drink. It's only got half the alcohol in it. <laughs> just got a little bit of alcohol in it, so you should be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not as addictive as a normal, yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So it's really just about <laughs> getting to know yourself and knowing if, if you know, if a uh, keto cheesecake is a food with no breaks for you and gonna you know unravel all of your good yeah. work and back into that yeah and i think if you, s- food, you then- start doing like the yeah and if you start doing like keto buns and you're doing fat bombs you're doing keto cookies and you're doing keto uh all all these faux foods that are are usually like all the buns and stuff they're made with cream cheese and 
that adds up and that adds up fast. So Mm -hmm. you need to put it in a minimal amount. Like in the meal plans in the on track program, we have those, we have the keto buns and we've got a little bit of dairy here and there. So, but it's not in excess. It's, it's just enough, I think, so that you feel like you get to change it up a little bit and Mm -hmm. have something like a keto bun with your soup without going overboard, right? And having it every single day. Yeah, well, you know, I've got the um, primal alternative food range and that's all breads and cookies and pizza bases. And and I think that they're, they're great, but not, you know, I wouldn't say build every single meal around one of the primal alternative products. You know, it's like, you know, I think that it's, it's the same with anything like dairy or nuts, uh, you know, two of the typical yes. things we can really overdo when we eat this way. But I think that they're totally fine to have so long as you're not building every single meal around around those things. So yeah. let's let's deviate now slightly and let's talk about people who might not do so well on keto. So I'm seeing quite a lot of um, people giving keto a crack and it's having undesired effects. Like they're really lacking in energy, they're gaining they're gaining weight. And it's messing up their hormones. Like, what's going on there, Karen? Yeah, I see this a lot too. And I like more and more so I see it. And I, you know, maybe we see it because this is the industry where we're going to see those people. And it's really sad because women, and it always is the same story. They know somebody that went keto, lost 20 pounds in a month and has continued losing, swears by it, thinks it's the best thing that they've ever had in their entire life. And so they decide to hop on it and they lose no weight or they gain weight or they start losing their hair and they feel tired and grumpy and they're like, but why isn't this working for me? You know, and because there's so many people that get incredible results from it. It's, it is, it's, it's the fastest growing diet because for good reason, people do get really good results from it, but there's also a growing number of women particularly. I haven't, yeah, I've yet to meet a man women in particular that are going on it and they're, they're getting abnormal results. And unfortunately, this is due to the fact, a few, few different things, and it's definitely hormonal. We're seeing an epidemic right now of women with cortisol issues, specifically low cortisol, which also usually goes hand in hand with low thyroid function. And it's, both are usually undiagnosed. So that just means that women are, we have a large number of women walking around with a slow metabolism due to their low thyroid. And they don't know it because their doctors told them that their TSH is fine and their thyroid's Mm -hmm. fine and they've checked and everything's fine. You're just depressed and you need to go get more exercise. You need to eat less. And then it coincides with adrenal dysfunction, which is low cortisol. And that's from environmental stress it's from life stress it's from doing too much as a woman right now we we just don't handle it as well as men men are wired different than women are so we've got this growing number of women and and i mean really growing number of women with these two dysfunctions and they can coincide together and they can also you know exist by themselves both in which do not do well with low carbohydrates. And there's a lot of controversy about this. If you go online, you're going to see some keto experts, doctors that swear up and down that keto does not slow the thyroid function down. And like you, Helen, I've seen it. There's no way that it doesn't affect Mm. the thyroid. That's what what I think. Because I see it over and over and over again. I know for myself what it did to my thyroid because I tested my thyroid pre and post keto and my thyroid numbers dropped. Mm. And so that's not good. (laughs) And so what's happening is, so a few things. A, it is considered a stress on the body when you're not eating a lot of food. And as I talked about before, keto foods, when you're doing a clean keto diet, it's really hard to eat those foods, overeat them. Mm. It's hard to overeat them, right? It also, you just can't. Yeah, like you just, you're not going to have two steaks. You know what I mean? Like if someone gives you, you're going to eat one steak, you're not going to eat two. Meat's hard to overeat. So you usually tend to eat till you're satiated and stop. 
when you're when you're eating a clean keto diet, which is the beauty of it. However, as time goes on and you start burning more ketones, what can happen is you start to put your body into this steady caloric deficit, which can work for a while. And this is the other thing we're seeing a lot of is keto working for a while, the first month, the first couple months, six months, and then totally stopping and like no weight loss at all. And this, and this is because they're just slowly, the calories have got less. They start intermittent fasting. They think, oh, okay, I'm, well, I better go lower carb right? You see a lot of that. Well, I'm, I've stopped losing weight. So now I'm going to lower my carbs even more. And I'm only going to do, you know, 20 grams of carbs a day. And so what this signals to the body is that there's not a lot of food around. If you're fasting every day, you're looking at eating, you know, 800, 900 calories in, a day, in, the, in, in the afternoon then if you're intermittent fasting. Mm. And I talk to women constantly that then they're proud of themselves. Well, I intermittent fast every single day, but yet I can't lose weight. And I'm going... Because you're eating 800 calories a day. What is that telling your body? <laughs> so <laughs> what it does is your body says, starvation is here. There's no food. <laughs> we must hold on to everything and slow down this yes. energy and stop her period. Exactly. Because it's not a good time to reproduce. Yeah, it's not a good message. Yeah. Don't, don't get pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, drives down your thyroid because that'll be the first thing that your metabolism, metabolism goes there's not a lot of food around. We better slow down and start preserving our energy because we're starving and there's no cal- calories out there. Mm. So slow it down. You know, don't, don't put muscle on because that burns too many calories. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it just completely does the opposite. And even intermittent fasting, if you have low cortisol, intermittent fasting is a stress to the body. And it could be a really healthy stress if you had healthy cortisol levels. But if you don't, you're tapping the adrenal system. And once again, the body's going to say, I need to slow down my metabolic rate and I need to hold on to fat. And the, the lower those calories go, the lower the carbs go, the more it's going to hold on to fat and possibly start gaining. And that's when you start to see the hair loss you start to see the fatigue and they can't lose weight. And so that is definitely happening. And then that coming into it, if people right away don't get good results, it is usually from low thyroid that's been undiagnosed or undertreated. And the thyroid needs the carbs, so does the adrenal system. So either one have a dysfunction, then going super low carb is going to eventually harm the body. Uh, insulin resistance, if someone's really, really severely insulin resistant, I am seeing more and more of those people not being able to lose weight on keto, which I think is is fascinating yeah. because they're eating nothing but car or nothing but vegetables for their carb. And so you would think starving the body of glucose, well, shouldn't that reverse insulin resistance? Mm. And unfortunately it's not. And interesting, Helen, the the opposite is the diagnosis for that one, which is, or the treatment for that is the opposite, which is you take out all carbs and you go carnivore. Oh, really? For those people. Wow. I know. Yes. Ooh. I know. Woo. Yeah. Rad. <laughs> but that you have to be really careful with that. Right. You have to, I mean, this is something that working with somebody that, understands this. So I've, I've got this system where I've got four keto types is what I call it. Mm. And one of them is a carnivore keto. And I see it work really, really well for those people that just their insulin levels are still really high, right? Their fasting blood glucose is high. Their hemoglobin A1C still remains high. And they've been on keto for six months. I had a woman recently, six months, hardcore keto. Mm. And her, her hemoglobin was through the roof. Her fasting blood glucose was like 18. It should be five. Wow. Like she was in, in six months on keto. She went carnivore for a month and her numbers dropped to five. Amazing. <laughs> I know. That, tell me. I from, know. Tell, and tell I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's crazy. It, yeah. And we're all so different. And I know it's so hard. You know, people will be listening to this and going, what, what parts are relevant to me? And, and you know, it is so hard. And I think that, exactly. if, you know, it's you hard know. to cover everybody in all bases. And I think that if you are doing any um, kind of keto or low carb, 
and not getting the results that you want, I think it is really good to you know either jump onto your on track program or work with you one on one or find another practitioner who can kind of yeah, guide you through yeah. it. Understand it. Yeah. And make it more, you know, make it more personalized um, for your actual situation. But let's talk about, this is a really interesting one. Everyone's stressed out, right? Um, that's stress is an epidemic. We've never been more stressed um, as, as a species ever. So I'm really interested in low cortisol because you'd think, well, if we're so stressed out, you'd imagine that our cortisol would be high, right? So how come it's low? Yeah. What's going on there? So... Yeah. So what happens is if you're highly stressed out and you're going for years, running around, doing your thing and living in this North American lifestyle, then your cortisol is going to be high all the time. And that's when you actually feel really good. It's very addicting. You're one of these, you know, you're like, well, I can just go, go, go. I don't need to sleep more than six hours a night. I can just multitask. I can work. I can raise children. I'm a super mom. I can go to the gym. And you feel good. And when someone says you should slow down, you're like, yeah, it doesn't feel good to slow down. Mm. And that's because of all those feel-good hormones that come with cortisol, right? Norepinephrine, epinephrine, all these like, woohoo, the adrenaline, right? Very addicting, all of those hormones. They feel good. But to the body, that's keeping your body in a state of fight or flight for long periods of time which also means it's raising blood glucose all the time because what happens is this is the mechanism that's been built into us to flee or fight you know, the, t- the tiger that's chasing us as a hunter-gatherer. Mm-hmm. And what needs to happen is we need to get glucose into the cells immediately so that we have the energy to run or we have the energy to fight. So when you're in that state of fight or flight, the blood glucose raises, gets into the cells, and you're you're staying in that state all the time, which then also causes inflammation in the body. And it's got this cascade effect, and we'll get into it, but a cascade effect through the whole hormonal system. And so you can go like that for a while because our body, we're really resilient and so it's going to be like, yeah, this is good. I can handle this. And some better than others. There's, some, there's actually genetic factors that some people break down cortisol better than others because they have a gene. And some people don't have the gene that helps to break down the cortisol. So if you're one of those people like myself <laughs> that doesn't break it down very quickly, that is causing a lot of problems to the body. And like I said, our bodies are smart. So your body's going to eventually say, you know what? I don't like this. Mm. I've stayed in this high cortisol state for years, maybe a year, whatever it is, and I don't like it. And this isn't good for my health, and I'm going to die if I keep going this way. So I'm going to down-regulate cortisol. And so there used to be a term called adrenal fatigue, and that's unfortunately it's not it, it is inaccurate they they used to say our adrenals would get tired from pumping out cortisol when in actual fact we start to down regulate that cortisol and we actually become what they say cortisol resistant so it's like insulin resistance but it's cortisol resistance and your body starts to say we don't like this we're going to we're going to be resistant to all these this high amount of cortisol we're going to down regulate it and then the body starts to go into a low cortisol state now what else is happening not to confuse and throw more at everybody here but what else happens is bring it on there's handle it. okay <laughs> Other thing, there's many other things that contribute to this epidemic of low cortisol in women. One is the low thyroid epidemic. They, they go hand in hand. So the, it's like chicken or the egg, which one comes first, but they both need each other. And basically, if your thyroid's low, it will drive down cortisol as well. And if, you're, if your cortisol's low, it will also drive down the thyroid because thyroid needs cortisol inside the cell in order to function properly. So they just go, you can just think of it as they, they both play on each other. And so if one's not doing well, the other one usually isn't doing well either. Mm. Infection. So we're seeing crazy amounts of people with parasites, uh, Lyme's disease, mold toxicity, candida, SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, infection itself will drive down thyroid. It will also drive down cortisol. It's a self-preservation. 
So a lot of people, and I, th- and I think that that was probably my issue is, was more that. So if you're kind of someone like, but I'm not stressed out. And I see this all the time, women that are like retired, that don't, they, they do nothing but golf and read books and they have <laughs> super low cortisol. And I'm like, okay, well, what else is then is happening here? And there's usually some sort of infection going on or they've got low thyroid, but there's, there's all these other factors that we're seeing now that drive down cortisol. Lighting environment, well, people never think of that, but the, the artificial lighting in our environment, which is nonstop, if you're someone that doesn't get outside and gets the normal like sunshine, all the rays in your face kind of thing, mm. and you're underneath artificial light from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, you're telling your body at all times, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, mm. which then tells your body not to, not to turn on melatonin, which is your sleeping hormone. Like all of these other, we're supposed to go through this like up and down, uh, you know, clock with the sun that triggers different hormones. And instead we're telling it's, it's the same time all the time. There's no, there's no nighttime to our body, that in and of itself will drive your cortisol down. Mm. I know, Incredible. it's a lot. Isn't it? Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what can we do? What can we do, Karen, to, um, you know, to make ourselves better? But it really is just coming back to all the, the primal blueprint principles, isn't it, really? It really, really does. And I think, and, and yeah. then having to play around with what macros work well for you and it, I think it really is just a case of trial and error and sometimes the error can be really horrible like you know you've had your, your own experiments with keto driving down your thyroid and you know I I think you know I, I went primal and got really awesome results and really felt like wow you know um, my appetite's regulated I never have to worry anymore it just really felt like that weight loss freedom that food freedom that you could really trust yep your body and your appetite, everything had really regulated. But to kind of go better, inverted commas, yeah. I was like, okay, well, let's go. <laughs> let's try lower carb. Let's cut all fruit. Let's fast. And, and really, you know, what happened to me over that time was um, I got completely, uh, yeah, completely fatigued, put on about between 10 and 14 pounds. So that's, um, you know, five to seven kilos, even though – you know, I was having a caloric deficit, you know, it's obvious now, caloric deficit every day. I was fasting, I was sprinting, yeah. I was doing all the things. And then just yeah. really, you know, um, I had to go on thyroid medication. And, and only just recently, I mean, I'm a bit of a slow learner, right? But only just recently, I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring back, um, going to bring back some carbs, like in the form of like bananas, which like, oh my goodness, like you would never eat those ever again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like eating all of that fat for me, I know I've got um, liver issues, which I think quite a lot of us will, ah, will exactly. have. Exactly. Yes. And so yes. For actually, for me, I don't know if I could even process all the fat that I was eating so well anyway, but I really found yeah. that just yeah. adding in just a little bit of fruit. So now, you know, that in Australia, there's beautiful stone fruit around at the moment, just amazing. Like, Fruit, you know, like the kids have said to me, Mom, I've never seen you eat a mango before. You know, like, <laughs> like we get amazing mangoes in Australia, and it's just like, why are you not eating these things? But yet, you know, I'd be making a smoothie with loads of coconut milk and coconut oil and nut butters and all these real heavy foods, you know? Yeah. And it's just so interesting, yeah. like the change, like the weight's coming off now, and my energy's better, and it's just so much tastier and just feels so much lighter i mean how could we you know turn our back on fruit when you know fruit is yeah. just got so it's packed with all of nature's nutrients and oh my goodness don't get me started on that those pictures that we got from, <laughs> from the market this weekend. but you know there's 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 so much in there isn't there karen about just yes and i works best for you yeah, and i don't want to like i hope i don't sound like i'm dissing keto i have a keto like i i work with that's the, one of the diets I work with on a daily basis. I think it's amazing. And I've seen women could completely transform their health and their body with using the ketogenic diet. But the point is that you need to not put the blinders on and you need to not go, well, everyone's getting such great results. Mm-hmm. It's just the next best fat diet. Like you guys have to just realize that 
yes, this is an amazing tool for your tool, toolbox and you need to try it. And I start everybody on a primal-based diet who I work with because they work the best. Mm. But then from there, it's about finding what is going to work for you as an individual and you need to be open to changing that. Mm-hmm. You need to say, okay, this is what's working now. And in women in the on-track group, I have tons of women that they come in doing keto, they're loving it, they want the meal plans and they're following it. And then three months in, they say, Karen, I'm not losing weight anymore. And we talk and I say, okay, switch switch over to paleo. Oh, what? Oh, I don't know. Oh my gosh, I can't. Really? Are you sure I'm going to eat a freaking sweet potato and a banana now? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and every single time, Helen, they phone me and they say, Karen, I've lost five pounds this month. Like when they were at a total standstill for months on end, no matter what they did on the keto diet, happens all the time. So you need to be open to changing. I go in and out of ketosis. Sometimes I do autoimmune paleo. Sometimes I have gluten-free products. Like it's, it's yeah. okay. And that's what my, I know and I read my body and I listen to it. And every one of your listeners, all everyone that's listening, you can all get to that place. There is that place for everyone where you're going to really understand what it is your body needs to lose weight. And keto and paleo are two of the best ways to find out what it is your body can tolerate because it does remove all those high carb foods and all the processed foods and it does reset the system Mm. in a very magical way. Yeah, I really... Yeah, like I'm I'm not dissing keto either. And I think that, you know, um, everybody, I think everybody could do, like you say, like a a keto reset and your Marxism's got his book out, um, just like a six week, um, you know, keto reset. So like you say, it resets your metabolism. And really what what we're all searching for is just that metabolic flexibility. So some days, can just yeah. be you can not even trying you can be really low carb and then other days you might yeah. have more carbs and I think that's what that's really what we're all striving for isn't it just having that flexibility and I really yeah. feel like a banana today or really just feel like <laughs> some sweet potato chips with some garlic aioli you know like why because would that not have been what we would have done as hunter gatherers we would have been in yeah. hardcore ketosis at sometimes eating nothing but a carnivore diet because we only caught a deer and then the month after that, maybe we would have hit, you know, a strawberry field and went to town for a week on strawberries. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it, that is where the body loses weight is when you are changing things around Mm -hmm. really truly. And I mean, I don't mean like changing things from eating McDonald's for a week, then back to paleo. I mean, eating a variation (laughs) of calories, (laughs) fasting sometimes, eating fruit sometimes, not eating fruit sometimes. It's, It's easy to go with, as a female, it's easy to go with your cycle and your hormonal system and kind of be in touch with that because, and that's what I do. And seasonally, right? Seasonally, it's easier to be in ketosis and to fast when it's wintertime. Summer, I want to have ice cream. So, sorry, I'm not fasting. <laughs> I'm not going into ketosis in the summer because I really like my my ice cream. I like your ice cream. I like your pictures of you having your ice cream. Here's me having an ice cream, and I'm a nutritionist. Look at me having yeah. a life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. That you could still have a life and be healthy. And you know, that's like let's, yeah. Uh, what, we're getting to the end of the show now, and I really want to talk about on track because it's so cool. But before we get onto on track. Tell us a bit about fasting and is it something, because I know there's, keto is really popular, but so is 16 and 8 fasting. So you've got this um, eight-hour window. Usually mm. people, it usually means, I know you know Karen, but this is just for the benefit of everyone else listening. Um, mm-hmm. It usually means not eating after dinner. So say if you finish dinner at like, I don't know, half eight at night, then you have a 16-hour fast. So that would mean that you wouldn't eat anything until half past 12 the next day. Um, and it's not necessarily a caloric deficit because you still can eat all the calories that you would normally eat, you know, in that, in a normal day, you can just squash them all into the eight hour window. So it basically means, you know, having a good lunch and a good dinner. Um, and, and that's really popular and really easy and lots of lovely benefits, especially, you know, if you've got 
um, I find it works really well for people with digestive issues. It like gives their system almost like a mm-hmm. chance to do all the cool repair work and, um, and just kind of have a bit of a reset. But what are your thoughts on constant fasting, especially for the type of woman that we've already talked about who's probably got mm-hmm. adrenal issues, cortisol, low cortisol, low thyroid, weight loss resistance? Yeah. What are your thoughts on regular yeah. fasting? So intermittent fasting and kind of rule of thumb is um, if you if you do suspect that you have a low cortisol issue and you are burned out and you're tired all the time and you've got you know thyroid, a known thyroid issue and you're not being medicated properly, then fat, intermittent fasting and fasting is is usually I, I don't recommend it. Um, it doesn't mean you can't ever do it. It just means that not on a regular basis. Um, if here and there you just don't feel like eating sometimes for breakfast, then 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 listen to your body and don't eat breakfast. And then you're just naturally in this intermittent fast. That's okay. Doing it every day, no. Um, for other people that have insulin resistance uh, and they don't have those other problems, it's extremely beneficial. And I and I have to say, I've been toying a lot more with 36-hour fast than the intermittent fasting, and I see much better results with that. And less, mm-hmm. um, there's less metabolic damage apparently. Um, I got that uh, Jimmy Moore taught me that, who wrote a book about intermittent fasting mm-hmm. with Jason. Uh, I think it was or somebody um, but he told me he said you know the scientific research shows that 36 hour fast or 24 hour fast is less metabolically damaging to the system than an intermittent fast and I also spoke with Megan Ramos who does the fasting clinics for diabetics and she she really thinks that too. She says that she has her clients and these are um, quite obese people with insulin resistance or type two diabetes. And they say no more than three times a week. And to, to work your way up to a 20, it works out to be 36 hours, but you're basically skipping a day of eating Um, and doing that three days a week. Like I said, you work your way up to it. Uh, It has been shown to reverse those issues a lot faster and I've been using that with clients in the last couple of months and I've I've just seen it work amazing 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 that with the carnivore it can really reverse the insulin resistance quite quickly so doing that great if you're just keto and you're just you know you're looking to to start fasting try the intermittent fasting don't do it more than three days a week I think then you're overdoing it and your body's going to get used to it and you're going to go into a caloric deficit. Um, there is also the, th- the fast. If you're going to fast, then you got to feast the next day. So you basic, or you got to fit in that cal- all the calories in the in, for the rest of the day, which nobody does that. <laughs> no one does that. But it, if you do do that, it's going to cause less damage. Mm. I think I listened to, to that. have 800 calories. I listened to that sh- that interview that you did with Megan actually, and, and she said that um, she'd she'd look at her twenty four hour fast as her therapy, like so, like that's what it was. It was yeah. like I know this is doing me a lot of good. Um, yeah, which is which is really interesting. All right, yeah. tell us yes. about on track and what it is and all of the cool um, things that you can do. Yeah. So the on track is a a membership program that I created for a place for, it started as a place for my clients to graduate into after they were done coaching with me. They wanted to keep working with me. They wanted to continue with the meal plans, but they didn't need the one-on-one anymore, but they wanted to have that interaction. So I created the group with that in mind. And now it's just grown and grown and grown. Mm. (laughs) And now I, you know, it's for everybody. Um, and it's weekly meal plans where we offer, we send out a paleo meal plan, an autoimmune, um, autoimmune paleo plan, paleo and ketogenic. And so you get the choice of the three every week and you get new recipes every week as well. On top of that, we've got group coaching sessions every two weeks where we meet in a Zoom room and people can ask all their questions when it comes to their health and their hormones and their digestion and anything that they're running up against, I address it in the coaching session. Sometimes we talk one-on-one in, front, in the group. Other times I just have a list of questions that people have sent in and so people get a lot of um, great information out of those. Uh, we do. 
uh, we do challenges throughout the year to keep people motivated. So we actually do like a keto liver de- uh, keto detox in the spring. We just finished a liver gallbladder detox in January, which was great. And we learned a lot about why people don't, you know, when you're going into keto, why it can be really hard to lose weight if you have no gallbladder, if you've got liver dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So that was for those people, you know, that really needed to have support on their liver. Um, and all of these things, all of the challenges, and then we do like a 21-day hormone detox in the fall, all of it's included with the membership, which is awesome. Like you get thousands of dollars with her value oh, with your membership. With it's all so the yeah. I'm, I'm in on track, which is really cool. And I'm an affiliate <laughs> for Karen's on track program because I just see huge value in it. So I will be putting a link in the show notes if you're like, oh my God, this Karen knows her shiz and I want to hang out with her and other women. <laughs> another mission to me then go and check it out and um yeah karen is really awesome to work with so um just you know like you're so smart you know all the stuff and you always keep really up to date with all the new bits and bobs um that are coming in you know because it's changing all the time but you really keep it real and it's light-hearted you know there's no like dogma and you know what i mean like there's there can be quite a lot of yeah strictness yes and almost like it's almost. And it's great. It's like thirty bucks a month when oh, you it's insane. like it's so. Yeah. It's, it's it's you so get beautiful. your value out of it ten yeah. times, right? Yeah. And you get all of there's so many bonuses to it, and you get the group stuff, and yeah, it's and we do tons on the hormone health. We have got tons on thyroid health, and we're always adding more and more content to it. So. Um, you get your first week free, so you can go in and just and, and no credit card. You can just go try it for a week and see how, what you think of it, um, and then you can sign up if you want. Yeah, no, it's great, and you know it's nothing you can't do on your own. But when you've got that group accountability and somebody supporting you, you're more likely to get well. It's like eighty yeah. percent more likely to get to where you want to be in a much quicker period of time yeah. than if you're just like just doing it, uh, you know, home alone with no friends. Yes. Yes. Lonely yes. Really <laughs> exactly. Where you feel like you have other women that know what you're going through, it really yeah. helps. <laughs> you, you do, you know, we you do just think there's something wrong with you. You're doing it wrong, and it's so nice to be with the on track women, knowing right. Oh my god, I'm not on my own. There's something I can do about it. Yeah. And um, this is really nice. Yeah. Great. Just kind of having content all in one place where you're not oh, yeah. going, do I do this? Do I do that? Do I follow yeah. so-and-so? Like, and that's really, just, that's really key it. as well. It's like find your guru, just find one and, and follow them because mm-hmm. if you follow that guru and that guru and that guru, you know, like it's just completely overwhelming confusing. and confusing. So choose Karen as your guru. Check out On Track. Karen, <laughs> thank you so much. Like you're going to be a regular thank guest. Thank you, on Helen. Because you, you, <laughs> I just love you so much. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love being on your show. So anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Karen. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.